but it's they don't. The they don't like. They don't remember to do the boycott. They forget after like a week, and yeah. then they're like, "Oh, because well, right. it's not true." Goya beans or whatever. <laughs> no, yeah, no, like everyone's Goya. still talking about that. No, Goya was an anti boycott. Yeah, Goya yeah. was a boycott. That's right. Uh, do we want to boycott this? That's episode? when you like mm-hmm. both men and women. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> when you buy both pink and blue products. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's a yeah, boycott. That's when you have. That's when you have sex with men and women on the same bed. Yeah, it's a boycott. It's a boycott in the same hostel. I'm gonna I'm gonna carry my my wife or husband across the threshold and lay them down in my cot. It's gonna be the most romantic <laughs> moment of my yeah. life. <laughs> I, 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 I'm gonna consummate my marriage on a Murphy bed. Welcome back to the Late Late Capitalism Show. Just a warning, we're going to swear and we're going to talk about horses. So if you hate horses, I'm sorry, this is not the episode for you. Thank you, Dean. Uh, I am Megan, and to my left is... Chance, and to my left is... Hey, what's up, every pony? It's Jesse. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. All you clop heads out there, boy, do we have a show for you. Oh. <laughs> oh, why would you remind me of that? That's a horse noise. And uh, as Megan mentioned, Dean, our, our, our nasome fellow there. How you doing, Dean? I'm feeling a little horse. Yeah. Cool. All right. I All thought right. you were just going to say horny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these horse feeling girls a got, horny. got me feeling so different. Yeah, what's it called when uh, My Little Ponies have sex? Uh, the clopping. Clopping. Yeah, yeah that's, you. trust me, I got Should the clopping. That. <laughs> <laughs> Why shouldn't they do that? She's do, Megan is doing eugenics on, on bronies. <laughs> Fucked yeah, up. What, she thinks they race. shouldn't breed. I didn't say they bronies, have, you no, guys she said, said ponies. Horses. Yeah, well, that's uh, true. Yeah, well, ponies are allowed to have recreational fun times too. Yeah. Off screen. On screen. Why not? (laughs) For the kids. Anyway, but we're not talking about My Little Pony today. Not yet. Um, Maybe one day. (laughs) Patreon bonus. But what we are talking about is Heartland, the classic CBC 14 season long show. (sighs) Yes. It's a family drama. Um, it's set in Alberta. It stars and the fictional a town bunch of Hudson, Alberta. Random actors. Yeah. Uh, so Heartland is the longest running and most successful television program uh, ever created ever. Yeah. by the CBC. Good job. That's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's based on a series of books. Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to ask it because I remember seeing them in my public school library, and I was what I actually didn't know. I was like, is this the same thing? Like. The pages yeah, were so they're they're the based on the Heartland book series, <laughs> which is a twenty six novel series created Whoa. by Lauren Brook. Although uh, it's it's an American series set in Virginia uh, that they oh. I know right what the fuck what a betrayal yeah. That's we, we have nothing this yeah. sucks. Uh, we, so yeah, we, we have Rush and Avril Lavigne. The most successful Canadian television show is is not even a Canadian idea. This is so fucked up. I know, sad. Yeah. I, okay. I'm. I'm just scrolling through the Wikipedia now. Apparently, the the book series uh, got into trouble, uh, or at least has been criticized 
for uh, emphasizing the use of alternative and herbal treatments for horses. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Horse anti-vaxxers. Yeah, oh, yeah and no. it's got like uh, they they've got the these horses smoking the chronic. Uh, in I order didn't to know calm there them was down. like standard accepted medicine for horses, and then like quack science yeah, for horses. There's yeah, ketamine. Oh, that's like the most standard horse medicine, mm. and also the most standard me medicine. Yeah, that's the most standard <laughs> human medicine, yeah. baby. We we all do three or four tabs of yeah. ketamine what they, the fuck they serve it in tabs where oh, uh yeah. right before every episode did you know ketamine makes it so you aren't an alcoholic anymore isn't that cool that is that's sick. why that's why i'm not an alcoholic anymore. oh <laughs> <oops>. cool <laughs> so yeah we we wanted to do this show on canadian content and it's all on cbc gem if you want to watch it yourself so do check it out. Yeah. Our original idea... Don't tell them to check it out yet. We have to come to that decision at the end. <laughs> I, like the I don't know if I can recommend this with like, good I, I think, you know, I would say if it's not the responsibility of our, our, our listeners, it is our responsibility for our listeners to explore this Canadian content, mm-hmm. sort of get get to the crux, get to the heart of the land, uh, the land, the, the land. <laughs> uh, uh, yes. and like understanding how the average CBC writer uh, thinks. <laughs> average CBC writer, average Heartland enjoyer. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, the, the original reason that I became interested in watching bad Heartland clips on Twitter and YouTube is because someone on Twitter, this was so long ago, I, remember I do this, not yeah. remember who it was, but uploaded a clip of like, why do all CBC writers, when they're trying to write like a fancy woman in a CBC show, they'll give her like some insanely fucked up accent that like went extinct in the twenties, <laughs> and she'll just come in sounding like oh, da, 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 and they're like, okay, cool. This voice is the bee's knees. Don, you gotta you gotta help my horse. It's just Jimmy Stewart. That'd be so awesome. Your horses aren't here. They're in Jerry's barn and they're in Robert's barn. You can't take my ketamine. <laughs> there was also a um, a really good clip of like what I consider to be the most boring minute of television I've ever <laughs> yeah. watched, which was just them. There was a horse standing in the pen and then Amy, the main character, was with a guy and they were trying to like do something with it. I don't know, but they just kept throwing things at it and it would <laughs> land beside the horse. But they did it like the cutting was horrible. Yeah. So you would just like watch the item fall and then they would do a pause and then another item would go and fall and the horse stood there stock still. So that's the kind of content you're getting from this show. Yes. The horses are in the show are the MVPs in that they probably have the most charisma of, of any on st- uh, on-screen presence. I will agree with you for two of these episodes, but there's a very different MVP for another episode. Okay. One right. that made me get up and shout. So <laughs> I'm so, so excited. Do you think that we should like give a breakdown of the show's premise before yes, we jump I, into the episode? I, okay. Yes. So Also, we should say... Chance did not do the reading. <laughs> uh, I didn't. He, uh, he, you're in bad boy uh, no, prison. He's, yeah. taking, okay, okay. he's taking the audience's perspective. Though. You see, I, I sat back. I wrote in my diary the one night, and I was like, "How do I bring some color to this show that I'm on? I need to. I need to well, connect you, you with you the audience. You do bring color to the show. <laughs> <laughs> Say that. <laughs> we can cut that. I'm I sorry. am the colored folk yeah. of the show. Okay, let me explain myself. It's been a terribly busy week. I didn't want to sit down for three hours to watch a shitty <laughs> horse show. <laughs> but I justified Why it by not? saying, I am the voice of the audience right exactly. now. Yeah, that and is I will true. try to question things as they come up and be as uh, shocked about Sounds this good. narrative as I possibly can be. I think yeah. shocked is. I'm going to be doing YouTube <laughs> noises the whole time. I'm going to yeah. be doing tuber, tuber yeah, faces. You're going to be doing uh, soy boy style yeah. takes. I'm going to be like, whoa, Pog Champ. 
please. Happen. <laughs> I also appreciate that you put your hair into a ponytail, oh, and you kind of have that, a horse girl you. aesthetic with a green top and a turtleneck. So Is I think what horse girls wear. Yes, I don't know. you are giving me strong heart. You're right. giving me a Heartland realness, honey. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Please walk us. So I, yeah, I don't have any actual smart person info on the budget or the production of this because we didn't do any real the research. We just like watched the episodes. So. One hundred dollars total for a season. I don't know. They do have a lot of like wild animals. They do. Have, yeah, they have a lot of animals on the show. There's a lot of horses. I feel like this show definitely uh, like has the highest budget of any CBC show, which is so. I mean, I, that's true. It's not corner gas. It's yeah. not corner gas. <laughs> Okay, so the plot, this is not from a page or anything. This is from what I have gathered in my own brain from watching three episodes and reading a couple of different bits of articles. So season one is that there's this old man, Jack, and he ran a ranch for cattle, supposedly, but the cattle are nowhere to be seen. It's just Mm horse-based. So I don't know where these cows are. Maybe they're in part of it. And Jack's daughter was like a horse whisperer and the was best really in the good whole country. at, at mm-hmm. handling horses and making them do stuff, training them and making them happy when they're sad, etc. <laughs> so she has two daughters, which yes. are Amy and Lou. Um, I don't know the mom's name because it's not important. Yeah, so, I don't think yeah, they ever doesn't, say She it. dies in the she first episode. She dies in the first episode. Oh, damn. Who okay, cares? so at the point where she dies, Lou is living in New York after going to college there, and then she gets a job in New York, and she's like a fancy city gal. And then Amy was like a teenager. I don't know what she was doing when her mom died. But anyway, so she the mom dies. She was with her mom. They they were in a horse related incident. Oh, uh, the yes, mom yes, died in a lightning Amy, storm or something. Amy and the horse survived. The that, horse's name is Spartan. That horse got two weeks paid, two weeks naid leave. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the horse and Amy survive, and then season one is her getting over her mom's death and learning to re- rehabilitate this and, horse. Well, Spartan. yeah, so she learns throughout season one that she is also a horse, a horse whisperer. whisperer, the miracle um, girl. So Lou comes back to sort of deal with the finances with Jack, the grandpa. And then Amy is like a teenager blossoming in her horse knowledge. Amy becomes the main character of the show. Yes, yeah. The later seasons are solely revolved around her. Yeah, Yeah. Lou is a much bigger part in the earlier seasons, I Mm -hmm. think. But anyway, so it's just that family. They're like their dad is also there sometimes. We we also have to mention Ty. So Ty (laughs) comes from a troubled family, and his dad beat up his mom. So not good. So Ty one time defends his mom from his dad, and then is sent to juvie for doing this. (laughs) Um, So then Amy's mom. uh, the day before she dies, I guess, some sometime uh, right before she dies, hires Ty as a ranch hand uh, so he can, like, fulfill his probation for getting out of juvie. And he lives in the barn. That is an important <laughs> yeah. fact. Um, so Ty's there. There's also this other guy that works there named Caleb. Oh, He's man. just another guy. There's a Caleb. little neighbor named Mallory who <laughs> comes to terrible. live at the Mallory. ranch for nothing a but summer. Like yeah. horrible, Mallory horrible things upon So the, the gist worst. of the show is that there's this family that lives on technically what is a cattle farm, but you never see the cows. It's just that they rehabilitate horses that are sad and they have wacky adventures at Heartland okay. and things happen to them. Wacky is not true. <laughs> they have, Adventures is not true. They live. Stuff happens to that's them. That's right. And, yeah. they, and they date people and that's mostly the show. And yes. they, it's a soap they hang out with new horses each episode. <laughs> so <laughs> that's Heartland. New horses. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say like what this mom how was she whispering to these horses? How did she make these sad horses happy all the time? There's let's, actually a quote let's not dwell on, on it. On the Heartland Wikipedia <laughs> where Amy says 
I don't whisper to horses. I just listen to them and they tell me what they need or oh something God. like that. So, <laughs> she so the horses are the whispers. She pushes back against the horse whisperer label. I'll okay. have you know. So. Uh, now, before we jump in, can I share with you, are you familiar with Common Sense Media? No. Uh, so this is a website for parents to uh, <laughs> oh, no. judge the appropriateness and value of any given piece of media for their children, give it age ratings and stuff. And like, you know, they all collaborate together to rate these shows. It's not the Christian one, is it? It's no, nothing oh, okay. on the website. I like, I read through the description. Nothing about this is, is Christian. Okay. Uh, however, everyone who uses this site is Christian. Yeah. Right, uh, right. But, but the, the site itself is, is secular. I'll read you my favorite one. Cause I know we have a lot to get through. This is a, a review by someone named, uh, Sasky Cat. It's rated two out of three star, two out of five stars. <laughs> it's like three yeah. stars. <laughs> yeah, what a great rating great system. system. <laughs> yeah, it, it's rated two out of five stars. It's titled "Lots of Horse Related Mistakes, Not Trustworthy." <laughs> So oh what? shit! That's all it says. That that's the title. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, yeah, let's, let's get into this. Let's do it. Quote: I wouldn't sh- call this show trustworthy. While the channel here bleeps some words such as damn and the donkey word for posterior, it seems fine with fart, but they've they've starred out one of the, the letters in fart. Okay. What uh, if it was shart then? Shirt. <laughs> the F is not bleep or starred out, so we're good. Uh, it seems fine with fart and very fine with OMG spelled out which is much more offensive to me than the occasional damn or ass. Ass is spelled with two Two dollar signs. Oh, okay. And while I knew they made lots of mistakes uh, related to horses, they are teaching young horse-crazy kids a lot of wrong horse-related things. (laughs) In Homecoming, season four, episode one, uh, they make a huge mistake. Wait, they... they they were this upset and still got through four fucking <laughs> know, seasons right? of oh, They still watch the show. Uh, oh while the characters God. spent most of the episode t- uh, saying Ty's truck was in the shop waiting for a part, during one dialogue scene, his truck was plainly visible in the background. Wait, so this isn't even <laughs> This isn't a horse. Control. It has nothing to do with horses. I, I hope someone got fired for that. How is the continuity of yeah. the show? Well, horsepower. <laughs> yeah, so it was parked visible in the background, right outside the barn, right at home on the ranch. It was hilarious, but also really stupid. <laughs> this guy's awesome. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah I can't I love, imagine I this him. show cares a lot about continuity at all. You know that what? is not it's, their it's goal. Sasky Shart or whatever your name is, if you get on, come on the show, uh, if you're listening to us, come on the show sometime. Yeah. That's what I want to get at. That'd be yeah. cool. Men, like many of the reviews here are in the same uh, vein, uh, either critiquing the fact that they take the Lord's name in vain or that the, the horses are fake. Uh, not quite sure what that means. <laughs> it's three guys in a costume. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, should we I mean, jump into the episode? That's one thing you cannot critique the show for. They are definitely yeah, those real are horses. Some, uh, okay, so we watch we watch three episodes, which are season two, episode thirteen, um, seismic shifts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> season three, episode six, growing pains, yes. and season seven, episode one, picking up the pieces. This was my effort at gleaning literally any political content we could <laughs> from this show at all. It didn't really work, but we're going to dive right in. So for season two, episode 13, um, basically we learned the dude ranch is doing well financially, which is like a weird little motel they run out of the property. It's a a retreat, basically. Yeah. Amy is trying to help a scared horse is what's happening with her this whole episode. (laughs) Every episode. Then (laughs) This horse in particular is scared for for reasons unclear. It's spooked out. Then they hear this loud drilling and... 
we we don't know what it is yet. So anyway, back to Lou. Lou is chatting with a guy named Peter online. Unfortunately, these episodes flip flop between each scene like every yes. one minute. So I'm going to go back and forth I, a lot. I will say like she. I, I wrote that she hornily MSNs, and the big scandal yeah. between the last episode and this one is that her friend gave her email to Peter. And yes. she's like, how just some guy dare you? Yeah. And Peter types all in caps yeah, all the time. Weird. It's so weird and aggressive. Now, what I like about this show is the second I saw Pete, like Peter's screen name, I was like, oh, okay. I knew every single twist in all three of these episodes, yeah. the literal instant. Literally within the first 30 seconds of watching this program, I was like, oh, she's going to get you got mailed. Yeah. Uh, and she does get you got mailed. Sorry, folks. Spoilers. Back to Amy. She gets mad at uh, Caleb Who for staying like... over at Ashley's house. Ashley, we later learn, is Amy's friend. Caleb looks like Eric Trump in this one. Especially. He does. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. The spitting image. Yeah, of he's Trump. built like a brick shit house. It gets better. Like, he looks less like him in later seasons. But, like, the first time I saw him, I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> yeah. The preteen that lives at Heartland, which is Mallory, um, oh. explains Alberta oil laws to Lou yeah. um, just in the middle of the episode because they learned that the drilling we heard at the beginning was an oil company searching for oil yeah, so on we, we Heartland. Should explain. So Mallory is a child. She's 13, like, yeah, 13 in this episode. Yeah. yeah. So And she like is the neighbor, uh, neighbor kid who just is always on their property, always yeah. in their house at like late at night. It'll be like 10.30 yeah. p.m. She's just hanging she out. She does start to live there in the second season yes. we watch. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's, she becomes a permanent fixture. I didn't yeah. know this. Yeah. Um, so she says that Lou has been in New York City too long and forgot the rules um, <laughs> that in Alberta they can... You, even though rights. you own your land, you don't own these subsurface rights. So the oil companies would be allowed to drill on uh, Heartland anyway if they do find oil. Yeah. Lou somehow, yeah, like completely is unfamiliar with this despite <laughs> owning a large swath of land. <laughs> uh, Which she grew up on. Yes. Yeah, well. and, and upon learning this, freaks the fuck out. And she's like, I'm going to take these oil companies to task. And she starts this like... Yeah, so she wants Committee to form a to... citizens coalition yes. um, and wants a town hall at Heartland to fight against the oil company. Um, they're going to bring their MLA, which I'm guessing is their MPP. It's their, yeah. So, but briefly, back to Ashley and Caleb, they meet up at his trailer and she asks to lives with, live with him and he tells her to hide her car up the highway so people don't know they're living together. That was a pimp so, move. Yeah. Well, we also and she does it. Yeah. That Amy and Caleb are exes and they're, he, Caleb's trying to win Amy back, yes. but Ashley is show, throwing a wrench in his plans because she keeps asking to live at his house. And he goes, <laughs> you can live here if you and hide. And he keeps just saying yes. That's such a funny way to describe it. That, that's how every girl just keeps asking to live at my house. Yeah. It's making my life very difficult. <laughs> and in a later scene, we learn that she's been sleeping in his house while he sleeps in, in his, his car. Yeah. Well, yeah. To be fair, that's every Albertan man's dream where your wife yeah. is inside, you don't have to touch her and you can sleep in your truck. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> With the one thing you truly love. That's right. Um, Mallory also gives Amy a talking to, to to go after the guy she likes because she's reading Wuthering Heights and is really yes. feeling the book. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's real, there is no subtlety. Yeah, We're going to touch good. on this later. This is the least subtle show I've ever seen. All my favorite assholes love Wuthering Heights. Yeah. <laughs> Lou is continuing. All my homies hate Heathcliff. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lou continues to chat with the cute guy, Peter online. Yeah, MSN. It's literally MSN. They are MSNing. Yeah. yeah. Caleb then texts Amy that he's sorry, sorry, sorry. squared. 
sorry cube. Sorry, there's cube. a lot of stories in this show. He also literally does say sorry like that. It does freak yeah. me no, out. No, there's yeah. so many. It's all sorry. Yeah. I made notes. I was like, this is the sorry. Which I don't think is the Albertan accent. I don't know where these actors are from. It is an Albertan Um, accent. These seasons were like 2005 and 2006 or something. It is an Albertan accent because everybody talks like Brett Hitman Hart and he had a strong (laughs) sorry. Like there is literally a scene later on where I'm like, oh, there's like six Brett Hart's on screen right now. Almost like cavemen, right? So I I just have to say, uh, this this is season two, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. That was 2008. Okay, yeah, 2008. It had a strong mid, like late 2000s energy yeah. to it. And he also, Caleb, is making Ashley coffee in the morning, um, but then Amy rides up on her horse to go to Caleb's house, and then he shoes her inside immediately <laughs> and says, hide. So Amy comes over and accepts his apology. Yes. Okay, Lou is downtown now. Well, downtown being their town of like eight people, so there's like two stores. But uh, Lou spills coffee on this random man, and she looks Who? up, and he's sexy. Yeah, he's a sexy uh, man. Okay, he looks let, like let, Daniel let, let me take over. Okay, here. all right. So Lou spills her coffee on this guy. He's like, oh, oh Lou, you spilled coffee on me, and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you, like you should change. And then he's like, oh, you want me to take off my shirt, shirt? right now? Oh. And she's like, um. Um, no, I'm not saying that. And he's like, anyway, my name is Chance. Okay, imagine the most ridiculous possible name <laughs> okay. that a person could have and introduce himself as. Oh. Okay, even just the most ridiculous two initials. Oh, like uh, six nine. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> it was. It's not that good. <laughs> it was six nine. He it was in this episode. He's like. Uh, like, don't worry about it. Call me PW. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? It's Paul, PW. Man, it's Paul Joseph be, Watson. Who wants you to be You go by two PW. initials, and the second one is not J. What is wrong with yeah, you? Completely, like, you can't just yeah. put your middle name and yeah. first name as initials. You're not Short form e- for PW. Do you think E.B. White went around saying, oh, call me E.B.? Like, E-B. no, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Man, PW sounds like a fucking uh, yeah. dork. I screamed P-dubs. PW into Megan's face probably five or six times. Uh, that day. PW stands for penis wombo. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she goes inside a cafe and hands out flyers against the oil industry. Some old man says, I hate that company. They made my cows sick. And then another woman says to him, your cows were always sick. Do you really think you're going to stop the Alberta oil industry? And Lou says, I'm not trying to stop it. I'm trying to change it. Classic. Awesome. But so far, her, her ideas for changing it are, do the same thing, just not on my list. Yeah, exactly. Nimby's. Yeah, I was gonna say the most neoliberal show ever made. I, I would gonna say it's it's very like conservative. At least this episode, because it's holding. It, what are the two values that conservatives hold in high regard? It's you know loving the oil industry and loving private property rights. And the only way they could think of opposing the oil industry is having it clash with private property rights. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah that's that was the the duality of man. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's converged together and it needs to be separated. Again. The the old man Jack literally says, "You got to remember that a lot of people make a lot of money off oil." Oh yeah, yeah. like oh, well, trying to just. Encourage her from well, continuing this. We will get to the oil industry views of this episode because it gets worse. But Lou's dad says to her in the cafe that she cannot take on big oil in Alberta. And she's just like, oh, well, just watch me. So some guests are staying at the dude ranch. Um, we learn they've been lying about who they are. They are oil executives oh. there to do the surveying. I thought you were trying. You were going to tell me they were like gay. 
No. These no. these are the two most painfully hetero and like two very ugly men. One guy literally is just a large square and I was like, of course he's in the oil industry. Yeah, it, it would have been funnier if he showed up wearing like a white 10 gallon hat and like a white tuxedo. He's wearing, I'm looking for oil. He's, he's, I'm he's just done? going fishing. Yeah. He's got the power up comics thing where he's Doug like, Dimidome. I hate oil and he's wearing an I heart oil t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. He shows up as Doug Dimmadome. Yeah, man. Yeah. Owner of the Dimsdale Dimmadome. Uh, but anyway, the oil company starts just blowing up their land and cutting fences yeah, this down. was the best yeah. so yeah like uh they're re- they're rehabilitating this shitty fucking horse and they're like on a little ride <laughs> they're hitting pots and pans next to it which really really made me laugh because yeah. i didn't know what they were doing <laughs> they're just like fucking traumatizing this horse <laughs> they're like we have to get used to loud noises so they just like <laughs> smash the shit out of pots beside it but anyway they're riding this horse uh like on their property they come up to like the fence line of their property uh, they see like these oil guys and like, hey, what are you doing? And then landmines start going mm-hmm. off like inside their and then, property, and then blowing up their fence. Ty wants to it's... ride into the landmines and <laughs> yeah. Amy says, He's like, stop. I'm going over there. there and are... explosions <laughs> are going off. And she says, stop, there are other ways. Um... <laughs> and there are other ways to do <laughs> But like, it's unclear. Like literally, they just like set off small explosive devices <laughs> In the ground, <laughs> like not deep or anything, no. like maybe like a foot deep it's, into the. They're like landmines. There are landmines going off, and this is somehow to what end? To we find to oil. Yeah, it know. makes no fucking they sense also, at all. I don't think they know what surveying for oil looks like at the beginning scene. They just have a guy riding around on an ATV. <laughs> so. Yeah, and there's like a truck with a big drill. We uh, hear there's oil here. Yeah. <laughs> So Lou confronts those two lying guests and sa- and they are super bashful and go like, oh no, me? And then they say, <laughs> they're sorry, but they didn't break the fence and all their employees will agree. And Lou is basically like, fuck, they're lying. Caleb and Ty scare them off this the property so um, awesome. with fishing yeah. nets. Yeah. They're like holding <laughs> fishing nets and then just go, grrr. Ty, for the record, is like, Six foot one and maybe a hundred pounds. And he's yeah. supposed to be canonically sixteen at this point. <laughs> he's got like the Pete Wentz haircut as well. Like oh, this is no. the least intimidating man. I literally wrote the muscle arrives. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and the guys like the guys are like, We paid up, we don't have to leave. And then like these two like teenage doofuses yeah. are like, Oh, actually you do. Bulk and skull <laughs> arrive and chase yeah. these guys off. But then they, they do leave one day early from their booking. Lou and Peter are excited for their date, her online guy that she's been chatting with. So Lou's dad tries to confront her and tell her to stop doing this oil fighting stuff. He says that he worked on oil rigs and they saved his life. A lot of people have made a lot of money off of oil. He says that they could make a ton of money if they held the mineral rights. They would never have to worry about money again. Uh, Lou says that her and Jack would never let big oil anywhere near Heartland. Amy sees Ashley at Caleb's house and says, don't talk to me, Caleb, and then rides away angrily on her horse. And now we're at the town meeting, which is where most of the politics of the episode come yeah. in. Um, so the MLA doesn't actually come and sends a representative, which I was like, your MPP can't come to this like citizens organized meeting of all of your constituents. Like, it's Alberta. what are you doing? What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, true. P.W., the guy she bumped into with the coffee, comes in on behalf of the oil company. Oh, my God. And says that he grew up on farms, um, so he understands that they love their land. What happens next is literally a minute and a half of ad copy for the oil industry. Yes. I I, I wrote it down here word for word. Please, let me know. He says... 
Oil has got a lot to do in the PR industry. We've got <laughs> yeah. to change. We need to work with you people. But I got to tell you, my company may be small, but we are recognized as industry leaders in environmental protection, carbon capture and storage technology, land reclamation. I might have missed some He's just doing he's doing the buzzwords. Um, he's yeah. saying we are 110% committed to finding a nice balance between environmental protection and development. I'm pretty darn proud of that. And let's not forget over 5 billion dollars was given back last year alone to Albertans in the form of royalties. And then everyone claps. Um, And then a farmer says, what about compensation for ranchers when you destroy our property? And then he says, Bedford tries not to destroy anything. But when that does happen, contact us and we'll give you full compensation. And Jack goes, yeah, if you can ever get through on their damn phone lines. That's how Jack talks also. (laughs) That actually is awesome. And then everyone laughs. And he says, well, we're working on that. Ha ha ha. And they all laugh together in this sort of cute thing. And then everyone continues to clap, even though they came to a meeting specifically against his company. <laughs> yeah. So interesting. However, yeah, got swayed really easy. Yeah, you may think, well, what the fuck am I watching this show for? What was the point of this big battle if everyone was immediately won over by one charming man? But Lou was not convinced. This charming man. Uh, Lou says that Bedford Oil must think they are naive to just feed them lines about sustainability. Um, and then she brings up bulldozing the forest and land, poisoning water, depleting the water tables. She said communities should be allowed to flourish, not get destroyed. She knows oil is important to people, but they demand water rights and the stopping of explorative drilling um, and they also demand environmental protection and she says she knows she cannot stop the entire industry but they must band together to start everyone even PW claps again um, so I'm like what are these people's <laughs> views interesting um, and then she says she gets lots of signatures on her petition so unclear what her petition was like actually for I think it was just to get them off of Heartland so oil ban I don't know why all, all these other people are helping them but wasn't PW's crew just exploding yes yes people they, well they were exploding <laughs> the ground well they were exploding like people yeah. were around they well, were traumatizing people a horse, on horses and they, which they horsed away. in Hudson Alberta is as we know under the Wexit government a offense punishable by death that's right <laughs> horses are people too Horses are the only thing that matter. (laughs) But then we get to the blockade. Yes. So her speech has won over a a group of people in town. And the next morning, there's a group of ranchers blocking a bridge with their trucks to stop the drilling exploration. Saboteurs. Hell yeah. (laughs) Jack comes out of his truck and said, I have had just about enough of your BS. He says BS. To he the, didn't bleep out BS? I know. No, he doesn't say bullshit. He no, says he just, BS. I know, but they, they shouldn't bleep that out. out. Jeez, yeah. I can put that together. Your beep beep. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds way worse. <laughs> he says that to the oil people, by the way. And then PW gives all the workers the day off um, because they can't cross the bridge. And he says the, to the blockade, don't worry, you can all go home. We won't drill today i've sent these guys all home and then all the people in the blockade say okay yeah like the boss comes in like oh don't worry we're not gonna do anything everyone's like oh cool awesome and he then immediately lie. fucks off thanks dudes <laughs> uh pw goes over to lou and tries to flirt with her and then bribe her with yeah. a large sum of money and Pay she basically says fuck off back to amy <laughs> she's training the horse and she's complaining about caleb to tie yeah he which, got friend zone so high yeah on this. tie likes Amy guys if you couldn't tell and the fun little nook is Mallory thinks that when she told Amy to be forceful with the one she loved that she meant Ty Mm -hmm. but but Amy assumed she meant Caleb Eric Trump which is why she was trying to 
forgive Caleb, but uh, she didn't because, you know, she hates Ashley or whatever. It's those little little nooks and crannies that really make the Heartland universe so well-rounded. I know, yeah, because now we go back to Caleb and Ashley at the trailer, and he says she can actually stay now because Amy's mad at him, so he doesn't care anymore if she's seen. So she's allowed to pull her car up into the driveway, and this is seen as a nice moment. Uh, interesting. I have a note here, and you might be able to provide context to it, but I just wrote a Wooga Honkers. And I don't know what that's in reference <laughs> Hell yeah. To. I know. I think it's the Perhaps date. Perhaps in reference. Is there a big tibby lady there? Well, okay. Now, next scene. Lou is late for her date with Peter, oh, her no. online guy. Oh, my God. This must be the one. She gets to town. As we suspected, Peter is P.W. What? Yes. Wow. Peter Walter Peter Griffith. Walter. Penis Wumbo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I wrote, you've got mailed. He also owns Bedford Oil. He yeah. doesn't even just work for them. He's, he's, yeah, he's the his owner. Small, his small company. He's a small um, business owner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going to go. And then he says, well, let's have the date anyway. But she does leave. Then yeah. Hey Rosetta starts playing as Amy. <laughs> no. oh. yeah, <laughs> yeah, red hard. It's pretty rough. Um, <laughs> as Amy sits beside Ty to watch the sunset. Ooh, and Fuck, Caleb and Ashley go inside me. the trailer. Yeah, this is the horniest part of the episode. Yeah. They were like... Th- there was, as I wrote, uh, kissy, kissy, horsey, horsey going on, which was kissing as, I don't know, I'm assuming horses were involved in some horses way. Horses kissing? And so, so we learn Lou has been sitting outside the diner yes. for like three hours because the sun has set. It went from being an afternoon scene to like, it's now <laughs> nighttime. And she says, I'm just waiting for a ride. And then they both just express how they find the other one extremely hot yeah. for like yeah. a minute. And then she says, it'll still not work because he's evil or whatever. And then they kiss and then she pulls away and then she kisses him again and then she tries to walk away and then she kisses him again. But then yeah. she finally leaves. She keeps like walking like 10 paces away <laughs> and then comes back. Cut. <laughs> and that is the end of season two, episode 13. So I just want to discuss the politics a little bit of yes, this episode. Okay. So we have like the rancher versus the oil company, which is an interesting Alberta conundrum, I would imagine. But they end up just like not really picking a side. They're basically saying oil companies are good when they listen to you and take your phone calls properly. And if they like agree to pay everyone fairly and not go, you know, too far, then it's okay. But also like we are never shown, like maybe we are in a later season, but like from what we've watched, we're never shown a bad oil company. No. And also we don't learn of any environmental impacts at all. The only one they (laughs) mention is that guy's cows getting sick. And then another villager just tells him you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) You're wrong. You're you're just bad at keeping cows. Yes, you've been cursed. (laughs) (laughs) It was simply black Peter that ruined your cows, not black oil. (laughs) And also, if you guys want spoilers, which we're going to get to in one second, because it's literally in the next episode we watched, um, Lou and Peter get married. So it's like not like she had these super strong morals and he still owns the oil company when they get married. And then she has to try and win over her family by being like, I know he owns an oil company, but he's not that bad, even though she was supposed to be the one that like cared about the environment. No one else gave a shit. It's called a complex character, Megan. I guess so. So, yeah, this is, I would say, as political as the show gets, because I really did comb through for these episodes, and they, it... And it works very hard to not actually say anything. It's just a show for children and old people, so I think they just settled on not having a message in general. I think, um, I like the saboteurs, that was cool, and, um, I think... 
them showing Albertans as like lemmings <laughs> that are just happy when someone speaks. Like it has yeah. nothing to do with what they're saying, but it's like, oh, that person just spoke. Yeah. yeah. The show like, does have cool. very va- backhand portrayals of a lot of characters, uh, more so in the next two episodes, admittedly. Uh, I gave I've I graded these episodes yeah. and originally I graded this one as a C and then after watching the next two I went back and gave this a D plus because this is by far the worst of the three nothing happens Peter looks like Daniel Tosh so she's just breaking <laughs> off a piece of pussy for Daniel Tosh <laughs> and I didn't watch like all the way to he the does end look like Daniel Tosh especially wow. in the next season which I'm going to get to uh, Megan do you mind if I if I take us through the next episode because yeah, yeah. I was wrapped by this one okay this one was my favorite this one was the best yeah. of the three so this is season exclusively three. because of the animal actors who were yes. all superb <laughs> i most of my notes are yeah. about a certain actor in particular so this is season three episode six growing pains and i'm gonna walk you through my experience i didn't know peter and lou got married so when i saw him at the start i was like oh shit he's still here that's awesome uh that's when i noticed that a he looked like daniel tosh and b when we see caleb on the screen he has thinned Caleb out. Caleb got skinny. Yeah. Just between the that one is, season. Uh, the he clearest have, cocaine body. Yeah, I've he must have lost seen. like 50 pounds at least. <laughs> yeah, like, they put him on a hamster wheel for the whole summer between like that, filming. That, that first contract the second and third and he season, just went on yeah. a bender. He looks like actually sort of hot now. Yeah, I agree. I was impressed. He looked like a little baby teenager before and now he sort of looks like at least a, a, a man. <laughs> he so lost his baby fat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if he was just like eight years old and he was like six foot three? <laughs> <laughs> That's how they grow in Alberta. Puberty, just in between <laughs> seasons. So the crux of growing pains. Well, the main plot involving the dude ranch is uh, Lou has set up a connection between Peter, the owner of Bedford Oil, and the man she described as the... And at the time, I thought this, this was so fucking cool. I thought this was just like, oh, very problematic. She's like the Richard Branson of the oil world. Yeah, and fuck. I wrote that down and went, uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. So this guy is uh, like described as a billionaire. Yeah, like the richest oil yeah. man in the uh, world. And basically. like he's pioneered all this like eco-friendly. <laughs> it's so they say funny. quote eco-friendly <laughs> pipeline, <laughs> which is hilarious. But they're yeah, bio- like de- they're biodegradable. So <laughs> it, this, this guy <laughs> is just like melt when the oil <laughs> one of the richest men on the planet, and is tricked by this like <laughs> idiot Alberta bumpkin to hang out on her dude ranch. Yeah. Just like, just himself, nobody else on this ranch. Like, I like the whole time I, I was like, oh, did she offer to like give him Amy? Yeah. <laughs> or like to get him to come No, here? he offered to give him Mallory. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah. Like, did he, did they have Mallory like trussed up on some sort of altar for him ready to go? Uh, spoilers. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because again, you call every single thing that happens in the show the minute you see the first 30 seconds, and the intro to the episode. I will say, because after watching the first one and watching this, I was like, they can't really mean the Richard Branson thing, do they? But as you'll find out. <laughs> Wait, is out, Richard Branson a pedophile? Richard Branson is like the owner of Virgin Mobile. I know who he is. I read his book yeah, for he's business. Like, <laughs> he's one of the most evil men in history. Oh, for sure. But I, I don't think any pedophilia no, thing. He's not necessarily a pedophile, him. but he's a sexual predator. Y- there's a reason why he called his company Virgin. Yeah. I, I believe it, for sure. So, uh, at this point as well, Lou also tells Peter, who's kind of skeptical of the whole thing, it's not about the money for him. 
the billionaire. Yeah. Which made me laugh. He already has enough, she says. So uh, Ty eventually enters the scene. He has, as I wrote, a cool skull shirt. So him and Amy are <laughs> just farting cool around. He does wear cool tees. Because he's does. supposed to be like a bad boy, but they found the most generic <laughs> actor ever to play him. And they got him like an olive shirt with a skull on it. And they're like, this yeah. is so dangerous. So It's like what a 12-year-old would wear if they wanted to be a skater. Yeah, this is like, it's not even school shooter energy. Like, no. So uh, him and Amy, I'm not going to go as in-depth with plot because a lot of this is pointless. Him and Amy were just like farting around on horses and there's a dramatic shot of a cougar. And it is shot like a horror movie where at first you see the perspective like through the eyes of the cougar yeah, and then it dramatically cool. like Mike zooms Myers in, in on it. But they're so also cool. extra worried because the, their plot this episode is that they are taking care of a baby horse. Yeah, they have a fool. Right, yeah. It's the parenting plot. That's that what yeah. it was. Scott yeah. has they, they, They've over. been staying up all, like they have to feed it every two Two hours. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Scott Scott is, is our like one our, of two indigenous characters in the whole show. Yeah. Um yeah, and he's a veterinarian. He reminds I think. Yes, he's a horse vet. He looks like Davis from Corner Gas. Like he has I've strong Davis Gas. energy. Oh, we'll watch it one That's day. Cool. Yeah, Corner yeah, Gas. Yeah, we, we definitely one show. day will have to do a Corner Gas. But episode. like I liked Scott because he did just have the Davis like line delivery and I was like, Yeah, this guy's cool. So yes, he drops off a baby horse, they decide, okay, we need to take care of this horse. Yes. They make their parenting schedule and, and Jack then a cougar attacks and that's where it gets dramatic. Jack the grandfather's like I'm not going to allow any any fraternization. He's like, I'm going to make sure you guys aren't sleeping in the same room together. It's like, you know, classic, whatever you do to her, I'll do to you bullshit. Mm-hmm. Which is the only time in the entire series Jack isn't cool. He's the best character by far. Yeah, Jack is awesome. So, uh, at one point, I, <laughs> they're they're tired taking care of the horse, but Amy says, I feel great! And it just made me think of Hillary Clinton, so I highlighted <laughs> that. I like, like, yeah. Uh, so, there's horse parenting disputes. It's very yeah very clunky so, horse allegory. Th- th- this is the my favorite part of the episode Ooh. is that um amy is like oh we got to get this horse trained it's ready to go we have to uh you know get it uh, to be independent so we don't have to take care of it all the time while ty is like sort of babying the horse and nurturing it it's like no no, no it's only a baby we have to take care of it we have to be nice to it subverting gender uh, roles <laughs> and like they their their largest argument is that uh, Amy wants to make the horse drink out of a bucket. Yeah, this is so sick. <laughs> so she's like, we got to teach it to drink out of the bucket. This is very important for horses. Don't you know the number one uh, like training thing for horses is drinking out of a bucket? And then Ty's like, it's only a baby. It can't handle that yet. There is, <laughs> there is a line a little and like, bit. I don't know anything about horses. Maybe that's true, but it was just hilarious that this guy's like, this far, no farther vis-a-vis the bucket. <laughs> I flagged the line, which made me laugh so hard, uh, which involves the pail. And he says, Amy, you can't just expect him to suddenly drink from a pail. <laughs> which made me snort. I was like, what am I watching? Okay, let's Wait, get... <laughs> also the argument over whether they should get it to walk around in circles yeah. because she thought that <laughs> they should thing. and he thought that they should yeah, not. He's like, oh, he can't handle it. So their plot, which I, once again, don't want to get into a whole lot of, is literally just that for the entire episode and they're like tired. Let's, let's go back to the oil magnate, Richard Chenoweth. And at first I was like, is this a real person? 
Because I was like, I, I wouldn't surprise me if they had like a cameo in this Alberta oil propaganda of like an actual oil person, which would have been way funnier given what happens in the episode. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, yeah. <laughs> but he shows up and he talk like this. And I'm like, okay, so this guy's immediately a pervert. Like obviously oil, I would have known that anyways. Yeah, but just generally. We love Canadian from... actors trying to do Texas it, it was yeah, like a it was Cajun, so cool. vaguely accent. He's, yeah, but he's, he's supposed to be from Texas. Okay, that that's fair then. So he's talking to Peter, and another line I flagged from Richard, I'm in talks with investors from Dubai on a little pet project. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> what could the oil guy be talking to the slave country about? I wonder. They're going to make Mortal Kombat real. So Wait, Jack also hates him before he comes to the farm and says, I want to show him the toe of my Alberta boot. That was awesome. Once again, yeah. Jack is Jack's a pimp. cool. Uh, so Peter leaves the scene to go take care. They're like prepping horses for a ride, and it leaves Richard and Lou alone. And of course, Richard immediately his weight like, yeah completely zero subtlety like a brick to the head trying to flirt with Lou. but like the way that he flirts with her he does this twice throughout the episode yeah. is that as soon as they're alone he just like sneaks up behind her and stands directly <laughs> yeah, behind her stares at it and then, like stares into her head and then she turns around and she's like oh you're here i was spawning in there's very little draw distance here on hudson <laughs> yeah i'm admiring the view That's of literally every single pore of your face because i'm standing so close that's fucked. Uh, is that how you hit on people, though? It that's is how for him. I do it. And, oh, that, and that's his... the first ad break. That's the commercial break. And right before this flirting scene, he also says that there's a hole in his soul. Yes. And he was only focused on making money first, but now to fill the soul, he invests in eco oil tech. And I'm like, that's a great way to, to undo the damage you've done, really. Just keep all your money, but invest it in, in environmentally friendly oil technology. So. The show comes back focusing on the cougar. And I write, cougar war mission they <laughs> they know that this cougar is going to be a problem it's now been announced the uh nature cop the game warden told jack <laughs> nature like, cop. it's like oh, uh, uh, smitty's cows got killed by this cougar which i yeah. said yes at, at this point yeah i was cheering for the cougar like you might cheer for uh freddy freddy versus for, jason yeah in freddy Ver- no nightmare i was gonna say in, in nightmare on elm street so Richard, Peter, and Lou prepare for a ride. Lou says, oh, there's a cougar. Are you sure you want to do this? He's like, oh, it's fine. I wrote that it was a suicide horse ride. <laughs> suicide yeah, they horse were mission. literally told there's a cougar around the, the zone. Like, and they're like, nah, area. that's cool. I yeah. also wrote, problematically, all horses look the same. <laughs> All, all three of those horses did have the oh, same. They God. were brown with one white stripe down their nose. <laughs> For so, some reason, I just can't tell horses apart. So Peter once again leaves the scene. So Richard makes his move again. And Lou's like a little more kind of aware this time. She's like, ah, Peter comes back. No problem. They start riding. Uh, then the cougar attacks. <laughs> They also play a cartoon cat sound yeah. effect. Yeah. They like play the same sound effect four times, times in a row. Awesome. Just yeah. like they're, but like so many times. Richard always the same. falls from his horse and is injured. Once again, as this is happening, you know how you're supposed to like make yourself big to scare off the wild cat? Peter just starts waving. Ah, ah. He just literally waves to the cougar. And this seems to work. Yeah. Also, this is not how cougars work. They like Dean and I yeah, were talking about I have about a biology this. degree, if, if you would allow me to weigh in. Uh, cougars <laughs> wouldn't do that anyway. That's it. Like That's three people on horseback. Cougars kill like one person by themselves after stalking them for like 50 kilometers. So. And they're approaching three massive horses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like these things are seven or eight times yeah, they're the size. Tanks. Like these are fucking majorly big horses. After that happens, uh, they take Richard back. Peter leaves so Lou can help get Richard, you know. 
she says, oh, are you okay? And he's, oh, oh, I'm, in, I'm on a great deal of pain. And he, like, lays down, makes his move again. Mm-hmm. This time Peter's like, what the fuck, This man? one was really rapey, not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, this one was, like, incredibly He, he tries to, like, grab her, yeah. Uh, I write, oil man fight scene. Basically, like, Peter just fucking decks yeah. this yeah. dude. Like, Which, like, again, this is a billionaire that somehow, like, goes to this ranch by himself, <laughs> completely unaccompanied, gets the shit kicked out of him by this younger guy. And, like, in any real universe, if this was not Heartland universe, Peter would be killed within a day. Peter would have committed suicide by shooting himself in the back 36 times. <laughs> yeah. The, the Chenoweth kill list is very real. <laughs> So uh, Richard leaves in a huff. And I will say, what I actually liked about this episode that made me smile is the fact that they have a plot involving two predators, a cougar, and then Richard. Mm. And they are literally always like shown one after the other. I was like, this is actually kind of impressive. And also the line about being the Richard Branson of oil. Yeah, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm giving this show some credit. That's fucking funny as hell. Yeah, the gender politics are not too bad. Like, Lou spends like three minutes trying to apologize to PW for being almost assaulted. She internalizes a lot of what went on. I'm like, that's surprisingly complex for the horsey show. And then she has a heart to heart (laughs) with Amy and Amy's like, what if it was me and I was nice to a customer and they almost assaulted me? Would you blame me? And then Lou was like, of course not. And then Amy just goes, hmm. To to Lou, so. I got to give the show credit where it is. Uh, Amy, sorry, Lou gets served by Richard Chenoweth, claiming that uh, she didn't inform him of the cougar and he got injured via her negligence. Mm. The cougar attacks in the barn, and this is another slasher shot where you like see through the <laughs> cougar's eye for a minute as it like attacks Amy <laughs> and the horse, and Ty just like pokes at it with a pitchfork. <laughs> with a pitchfork, yeah. But it also just like I don't know how they trained the cougar properly, but it just sort of stood there and sort of like waved its <laughs> yeah. arms while he like tries to impale it with a pitchfork. Yeah, it did also, the thing where it stands on the back legs and like. <laughs> Classic cougar behavior of approaching a fully lit barn (laughs) at night. Yeah, Yeah, complete, like just walking through the front door, spotted immediately. (laughs) Ah, yes. After that, after the barn attack is when we have the cougar execution scene via via the nature cop. However, like the way this was kind of like framed, like it's... Amy and Ty are out for a ride, and that's when the cougar gets entrapped and shot. But, like, they kissed while riding the horses, so the cougar saw that. And then more perplexingly, the cop who was sitting and waiting also just watched these two teenagers, like, make out on a horse. And I was like, why? How long was he there? Yeah, I was like, because he just literally emerges from behind a tree, ganks this cougar, like, in the back of the head, and, like, watches these two teenagers kiss. And I was like, what is happening? What show? is this classic slasher shit though so this is (laughs) gonna watch them have sex first exactly and i was like this is a horror movie when it comes back from the break that's when we get warden propaganda where jack's like you did a good thing he's like i'm just doing my job eh and he just (laughs) like that was so cool and that's when they say oh we tranquilized it which dean correctly noted does not sound like a tranquilizer this was literally like a shotgun blast (laughs) being fired up so i like gasped i was like they killed the only cool character (laughs) in the show they just had a cop jump from behind a tree and like six feet away blow a cougar's (laughs) head off just turn it into fine red mist yeah i was gonna say it wasn't tranquilized it was like vaporized and just fucking 
<laughs> and as Jack is out there, uh, he looks into a tree stump because he hears a soft meowing, and of course he finds a baby cougar. Yeah, which is the <gasps> star of the show. This is the so it's so cute. cute. Yeah. It is genuinely it's really insane. Cute. Like the fact it? that the show didn't stop to it like a dead standstill. It's yeah. like this is the rest of the program. I was gonna say they should have. Did they blast it? <laughs> yeah, the, the cop came back. <laughs> He's like, not yeah. again. <laughs> I've seen how this movie goes. No survivors. No revenge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they take the kitty cat back uh, Cocaine Caleb spills the tea I don't know what that means but I wrote it down uh, We have more predator trauma As both Amy and Lou come to terms With the fact that they were assaulted by giant pussies I wrote I, wrote, I want Jack to rim me I want Jack to fill my little belly because with cum Jack is sitting there with the baby yeah, cat yeah, for like It's very endearing Just petting its it head is very, and, the and then everyone's making fun of him, him for like caring for another being yeah, he's like, and They're yeah. like oh what are you a fucking pussy jack and he's like shut up yeah, go ahead. He's like, yeah i'm the biggest me. pussy you ever seen uh essential oh yeah there's a <laughs> a really weird austin powers reference as well oh, what was it oh yeah she's like i feel like i'm austin powers and i lost my mojo oh this is <laughs> <Lou> talking about <laughs> being almost assaulted yes, yes. What? and then amy yeah. just goes but you have better teeth yeah, she literally. What the fuck so was any so of that? Lou is talking about how she's like in a funk because she had this traumatic encounter with Richard. Yeah, she's like, oh, I just, I'm not myself. I feel like Austin Powers when he lost his mojo. Yeah, I was, so, like, I was sexually assaulted. I feel like Ma Austin Powers right now. Groovy baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been better. I feel like Austin Powers right Do now. Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> Do I make you horny, baby? <laughs> so Fucking I was like, hell. I was in awe. This is 2009 as yeah. well, but. I was like, that's like, it's not even a timely reference no. at all. But that's no, accurate. No, no. Canada, ten years behind. Austin Powers, yeah. nineteen ninety nine. I was like, okay, yeah, it makes, makes sense. sense. Uh, essentially, Richard wants to meet with Lou, and this is like the classic sexploitation thing, which also I was like, yeah, I'm glad they're touching on this because this is just something that happens all the fucking time. So Lou comes up with a, a scheme where it's like the classic espionage thing where she has a tape recorder and she's going to get him to admit to all these things. She tells him, oh, I've also talked to other women who have gone on the record about yeah. the things you've done. Yeah. And he's like, oh, wait a minute now. And it gets resolved. He agrees to drop the lawsuit so she won't me to him. And at first I was like, this is so fucked up that she's just like willing to sell the other women out. And then she's like, oh, I didn't talk to anybody. The tape recorder wasn't even on. She's like telling Peter this. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. But even like b before wow. all that, she's like, there's all these other women who have these horrible stories and she like she's going to spill them all but only if she doesn't get her way. Yeah. Like these like it's the exact same thing with like Lou like only caring about oil when it's on her land. Right, right. Like she's like, "Oh, like you know, like you've done me wrong. You've done all these other women wrong and shit's going to hit the fan for you unless you I get my, my way. Lawsuit. But all yeah. these other women that you fucked over, like who gives who cares? a fuck? Who cares? Cares? Me? Weaponizing your trauma. Yes. For personal gain. It was a very liberal feminist take, but they're like, oh, that's the hero thing, as opposed to, oh, this is a critique of women that, you know, are willing to sell out others for their own it, benefit and gain. It is also so that they can wrap up every single issue, All no matter ones. how large, in every episode. <laughs> so they take on these, like, we're going to fight the oil industry or, like, fight, like, sexism. And yeah. then they go, that's done. <laughs> Check mark. And 45 minutes. It's done. We shot the cougar. Before Lou, like, outlines all of this, Richard tries to attack her and she just boots him right in the fucking cock. It was yeah. Awesome. yeah, it was actually awesome. Yeah. I was like, 
And after, so let me set the scene for what becomes one of the more important moments in the series. Lou and Peter have just finished, uh, you know, reverse exploiting this billionaire <laughs> pedophile oil man. Uh, Lou has literally kicked the man in his fucking cock and balls. I don't even remember that. Oh, I she, right? she just called yeah. him a creep. I thought. No, no she, she 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 yeah. nailed him right between the, uh, yeah. the goody spots. Hell yeah! And they're like talking to each other, and Peter's like, "Yeah, I love you. That's why I love you." She's like, "What'd you say?" He's like. That's why I love you. And they, no, he says, you heard me. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Of course. The hand, Which is so romantic. The Han a, Solo yeah, way. What a bitch But it's like, you tell this woman you love her after you, A, saw her almost get raped, uh, B, helped her defeat a billionaire pedophile cabal member by kicking him in the nuts, mm -hmm. and C, have been around as a cougar attacked multiple times. <laughs> I was like, what is, like, that's the horny energy in this show. There's so much going on. He also says it in response to, I guess I'm a heck of a feisty girl. Feisty woman. girl. That was the yeah, other thing. Feisty. Richard they call always her feisty three her or four times. Feisty. Uh, and then at the end, I wrote, Chicks Rule. Uh, this episode was by far the best one because it was yeah. insane from literally <laughs> the first shot to the resolution at the end. Now, do you think the episode would have been like, I think what pushes this episode over the edge is definitely the cougar oh, at large. The cougar was the MVP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you're curious, that plot gets wrapped up where they take the cougar Scott kitten. Scott comes back and gets the kitten cougar and, and, and Jack the is, foal so that they can stop being sleepy parents. Exactly. And Jack is like, and, and Jack and then Amy and Ty all have their moment of like separation where they're like, oh, I'm going to miss you. They have post postpartum. <laughs> That's right. Jack, uh, Jack takes Mallory and drowns her in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> this episode fucking rocked. It was so funny. I gave this one an A and I might retroactively give it an A plus. I think yeah. this is actually the best episode of Heartland by a fucking mile. Yeah, dude. It was awesome. Even the next that, episode. That cat was so cute. Yeah. I was losing my mind. <laughs> the cougar was also cool and even the next episode which also has some insane moments in it never reaches the height of like slasher stalker cougar. <laughs> yeah. Like attacking horse girl in fucking broad daylight. I also think this is, we're speaking to that Lou sort of is not as important in the show anymore and like Amy becomes the full main character in later oh, seasons yeah. and I've mentioned to you guys that the show later becomes way less like about any sort of political issue it's just about dating and horses um, and that's because I don't think they do anything with Amy they always just no. make Amy like talking to a horse whereas Lou does shit all the time. Lou's like awesome. Lou is interesting. Lou's she's like, actually a plot. She's point. a good actor too. Like I actually yeah. like Lou quite a bit. Like the scene where she's like talking about her internalized trauma, other than the Austin Powers line. Yeah, <laughs> that's the writer's fault. Unless she ad libbed that, which is way funny. Yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that's a Jesse move right there. But that's like a great scene. That's like wonderful. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, yeah, it is interesting. Like the first thing try... that comes up with Lou though is like you look up Lou and it says Lou annoying. On Google. Oh, uh -oh. Is Lou Hartland annoying? That's because Lou's she's cool. a woman who has a character. Yeah. yeah. Right. Whereas Amy is, especially later on, the just, miracle horse girl. Yeah, Mary she's just Sue. like her whole personality is that she likes horses. Yes. Which, in fairness, is the personality of everyone who watches, who watches this show. The show. <laughs> Before yeah. I move on to this next episode, what anything to wrap up the cougar specialty? I, I was just going to say, like, I, I feel like 
it, it is that like they could tackle bigger issues or, or more political things in the show, but they refuse to have anything carry over other than like dumb mm. cliffhangers about marriage. Like exactly. they could do an overarching theme about something, but they just don't want to. But Imagine like, it's, it's a soap opera. It's like Canadian TV for 13 year olds. They don't want it to mean anything. I know, but it's just interesting that they it's do that. But then they do talk about these kind of things. It's just mm-hmm. that they're like, it was also written shop. not for the age of binging. Yeah. Where Oh, like yeah. where yeah. like they this were essentially episodic. writing a show that yeah you could you could hop in at any point in time mm-hmm. and get attached to it. It's kind of like um like Seventh Heaven mm-hmm. where like there is some things that happen over time with character growth, but for the most part you could hop in at any point. Yeah. and kind of pick up on what's and going on. Like maybe I'm wrong, but like with this being like the longest running most successful CBC program uh <laughs> ever no, it's normal. Uh ev- ever made. Am I asking too much for it to be about anything. anything. <laughs> uh, well, no, it's about horsey. <laughs> it's about horsey, which I guess is pretty fucking Return cool. to horsey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of things that carry over, the next episode is from the seventh season. Yeah, so, so we ju- we're jumping ahead a little bit. The here. halfway yeah. point. And this is actually great because for all the show's shortcomings, other than one moment, which I'm going to touch on, I knew exactly what everybody was doing and where they were yeah. <laughs> fucking four years later. So this is called Picking Up Pieces, and it begins with a recap of the end of season six, because this is the first episode of season seven. Which was a I, wild I didn't even ride. want to cover, because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I uh, was like, Essentially, the important thing from this is that Jack, the old man, has a heart attack, and yeah. the way it's framed in this episode, it's like, oh, we're going to have to sell Jack's trucks. Yeah, so, so for the whole so time, <laughs> I thought Jack had died. I'm going to touch on this, because yeah, I was like He's dead. So confused, but yeah, because they were all talking about like, oh, Jack loved those trucks exactly in the past tense. Let's start chronologically in the episode. It begins with the horse plane, where it's a horse <laughs> on a very. I'm traumatic tired of plane. these motherfucking horses. <laughs> I did write that on these on this motherfucking it plane. Actually Thank you. Is very similar to the first shot of the first episode of 24, <laughs> where it's like yeah. a turbulent plane yeah. with like really dramatic music, and I was like, is this? This and, is horse 24. And something twigged in my mind, because I know 24. horse. when we were talking about these episodes, Megan was like, oh, one of these episodes covers this specific type of people. And I was like, is the 24 episode this one? <laughs> and I was very concerned. Is this going to be horse 9-11? But before we get to that, it cuts away. We get the recap, and I write, old man dead? And then the crux of this one, the monster of the week is a particularly petulant horse that belongs to someone of great wealth and acclaim. Uh, Essentially, Amy is contacted by this Irish guy, Adrian, who's like, oh, I need you to help with the horse I do. So she goes over to this stable. The horse's name is Amir. Okay, this was the moment where I literally wrote in my notes, "Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh. Because I'm like, oh, like... What what what's his name? Oh, his name is Amir, and I just went <gasps> whoops, and like my jaw dropped, and I was like, "Oh no, this is the episode." I wrote LMFAO Saudi horse, and then <laughs> we see a person introduced as the Crown Prince, and yep. I named him Muhammad bin Hartland. I, I also want to say there is a lot of this show set in the Middle East for some reason before this season. (laughs) So this season, these characters that they introduced from the Middle East continue on in the show, but even before this, all the oil people from the earlier seasons that they were interacting with regularly just went to Dubai to do stuff and came back. Like Like, Richard Richard was talking about. That's how they they do it though, right? It's so fucked up. I was like... It's very strange. It makes sense. It's so funny that the only, like... 
uh, Arab characters in this show are the oil fucking prince. Our Saudi yeah. princes. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. oh my god. But not god. only that, like a lot of these like Saudi characters are, become main characters in the show That's after this episode so for awesome. many seasons. I am going to watch the later <laughs> seasons of Heartland. I'm not even kidding. I need to know. Basically, the prince is like, how dare you let a woman touch my horse? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. So just for context, um, this guy, his name is Ahmed, is Adrian's boss. Adrian is like his horse stable guy. guy. Yeah. And Adrian it gets Amy because she's the miracle girl. And then Ahmed is mad that Ahmed's Adrian can't do it by himself. Also like five foot six. Yeah. He is, he's he a is, manlet. He is hot. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Like He's very pretty. And he like, dry, and they don't ever explicitly say Saudi, but he's wearing a green. He's from a national team with a green uniform, mm-hmm. lots of oil money, and he's explicitly introduced as the crown prince. Oh my god! Yeah, which is awesome. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> so it kind of like pings back and forth. There's a new character that's introduced, of course, in classic soap opera fashion. It's an orphan that is adopted by the family by Lou and mm-hmm. Peter. That's right. Her it's name her is Georgie. Daughter. Amy brings her with her back. Like, Adrian keeps contacting her to work with this horse because it's like, this horse is a prized yeah, like, Against champion. the crown prince's wishes. And behind his back. And this horse is like a champion stallion. So they come but he's back. freaked out because he was on the plane. Yeah, the horse the, plane. Yeah, the, the prince was like, you got to go on this plane because for some reason I'm flying to Alberta. <laughs> for, it's, it's for a competition. jumping competition. Yeah. This is like the world championships or what. I like the idea. I, I, it would be so funny if this was the national championship and they just showed up to compete in the Canadian championship because <laughs> he's Saudi and fuck it, why not? <laughs> but uh, Georgie comes with Amy to this, you know, lavish stable. And uh, Adrian takes Amy aside. It's like, oh, let's go work with the horse. And then I wrote, young girl left alone on Saudi property. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. They were talking about this. He said she acted like an NPC because Amy like brought this child. (laughs) She stood beside a fence and Amy's like, I'm leaving now to go inside. And Georgie just goes, I'll stay here. (laughs) Stand still. (laughs) Yeah, they just stopped the... Oh, the escort mission. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fucked up, too, because Amy gave her all of the heavy loot she didn't want to carry. <laughs> yeah. So Georgie was overburdened and couldn't yeah. fast travel with when, when Muhammad bin Hartland showed up. <laughs> uh, Georgie's big plot is that she wants to go to the daddy-daughter dance, and the elitist horse girls are like, you're a fucking orphan, bitch. <laughs> That's so funny. It's also so funny so that there's cool. a father-daughter dance organized by a public school. There's no <laughs> yeah. way in hell what that it? could ever what happen. But imagine this? just getting bullied by the girls on your horse being jumping team for not having a dad. It's, <laughs> what the hell? This show escalated so quickly. And Despite the fact that she also is rich and lives on a ranch with multi- multiple horses. Her father owns an oil company! <laughs> he's friends with a crown prince! But he's not her real dad, That's Jesse. True. Uh, this is how the first like commercial break started, and I was like, if the rest of the episode maintains this momentum, this is the greatest show I've ever seen. <laughs> so the second part of the show begins with what I assume was a dream sequence. We it's like the house late at night, and then we hear like yelling, and we see Jack, who's like, "What the hell is going on here? I came to my room, and Tim was there." Yeah, so Wait. so Tim is the dad. Yeah. Tim is uh, like Lou and Amy's father. father. Yeah, so yeah. Jack's son. No, Jack's daughter's husband. Uh, I yeah, see, I see. yeah, yeah, the son-in-law. Uh, so he, after uh, Jack has a heart attack, turns out he didn't die. No, uh, he went to Arizona. Arizona. He was sent to Arizona oh for God. treatment. 
A, he's from Alberta. He's a <laughs> country. He sent from a country with universal health care to Arizona for some reason. I think it was for recovery. For why? That's that's not how anything <laughs> works. It's not like he had TB and he had to go to a dry climate. <laughs> what the fuck? But anyway, so Jack's come back from Alberta, but in in the meantime, Tim uh, has been he's uh, head of the household. He's head of the household. Finances. He's like, oh, these women don't know how to run the finances. Yeah, he's trying to get Amy to sell all her foster horses because yeah. they're draining yeah their they're money. trying to sell horses he jack's wants to sell trucks. all of jack's trucks he buys he's, sheep yeah he brings sheep he onto the farm Keurig. uh he buys a keurig uh he's like uh, someone needs to like take responsibility for all of this so the fact that like they're literally never at no point in the show at least that we saw they have any money problems whatsoever they do now in this episode they just started having <laughs> money problems. they got poor but they like everyone else is like orphan dad we're fine we don't need any we don't need any of this we own land and also Jack was gone for one, one month. month. Yeah. The women in this family could not handle the finances for a single month in this household. Also, Lou has bangs now and they look like shit. Yeah, that's a terrible haircut. And I, here's why I also thought it was a dream. Because it was such a nonsense set of logic where Jack's like, well, can you at least make me a coffee? It's 1 a.m. <laughs> yeah, he came in at like 3 in the morning. <laughs> like he wakes the guy up as he's getting into bed. So the, this entire five minutes, I was like, this is like, they can't cope with the death of like the patriarch. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why else would they be drinking coffee at 1 a.m.? And why does Georgie recognize this old man who I thought was dead? I was like, what's going on? <laughs> Thankfully, when it cuts away, we see a bunch of sheep coming off the trailer. And I was like, Oh, yeah, and Sheeple, of course. Sense. Yeah. Uh, and I wrote, this episode sucks, and then, dumb miracle girl, and then nothing <laughs> for about five lines, and yeah, then I so, wrote, evil Arab horse fight scene. Yeah. Okay, wait, so I Amy is having angst because she used to be the miracle girl, yeah. but now no one's posting like YouTube was, videos of her whispering video. to horses. Yeah. It's part of the financial struggles. She used to be very famous in this town and in Alberta for being a horse whisperer, and she doesn't have a lot of clients lately, and she is a apparently a large breadwinner of the family so <laughs> the fact that she's not bread. as famous is causing some of their money problems and she goes i used to be the miracle girl etc etc yeah so that's why they're like insistent that she work for the crown prince because it's like oh he's a crown prince if you do a good job like we're fucking set for life so they go to the stables she watches uh Ahmed. again after being screamed at the last time and told, <laughs> told she has to, to leave off. she yeah. goes on like she's gonna be beheaded if she, she tries this again <laughs> she goes goes onto the dirt part where the horses run around and just starts like <laughs> fucking with the horse. Yeah. And then Ahmed comes out and pushes her with all his might and she like falls over and they start screaming at each other. And then the horse kicks Adrian and then Adrian yeah, gets he, fucked like, up. breaks his arm. Yeah. And that's funny. the thing. And Ahmed's like, send this horse back. I don't want it anymore. And I'm like, okay, here's the yeah. first. <laughs> to the glue factory. Here's the first <laughs> gap in logic. If this was an actual like authentic Saudi crown prince, he would have just pulled out a Luger and shot this <laughs> horse in the fucking head. Instantly. And, and then like honor killed Amy. <laughs> he would have like had her set into burning pitch. <laughs> um, but he just fires Adrian. And then uh, for some reason, Scott and Ty are also there because yeah. they've been contacted contacted by Adrian uh, again. and he tells all of them to leave him alone and go away which like reasonable they are not hired by yeah, him yeah, and they they're just, just keep like harassing him and yeah like um, MBH Mohammed bin Hartland just starts spitting he's like I have people for this I didn't hire you for this like get the fuck out of here like he's going <laughs> yeah. off Ty tries to tell him that the horse could be world class if they let Amy train it and then yeah. Ahmed and he's like says, you're just sexist and then Ahmed says no the horse is just a piece of shit but like okay I might 
like maybe I, like I misread the show, but at this point, the like halfway through the episode, the show takes the tact of like, oh, the, this whole time he's been doing this because he's sexy. Women, he yeah. hates which women. We, we did which not read is that at all. Not, like no. he was just like he never said anything specifically to Amy. Yeah. He was always yelling at a group of them, including mostly dudes. Yeah, uh, and like I never got the fact that he was sexist until they just decided that that's the reason that he was mean. It's because he's Saudi. That's literally <laughs> like that's yeah. implicitly yeah. what they're, they're like. like they're you trying know. to do like this cultural <laughs> critique thing. Uh, eventually, it's it's revealed. It's also, Ty tries to fight the Saudi crown prince, which a yeah. international incident. B, you will be executed. Yeah, after this without scene, question. Like once he leaves this podunk town, Saudi Arabia is going to drop like a hundred cans of white phosphorus. Yeah, okay. <laughs> they're going to do nine eleven two in Calgary. You now. Put, what, what was the proverb? You shouldn't put your nose or it doesn't belong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're going to like Photoshop a plane crashing into the Heartland Ranch. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Like you, you two said that it was a stereotype that Saudi men are sexist, but not a stereotype that they will 9-11 uh, anyone no, they they're mad at? No, they threatened to do that. For the record, that they is real for real, they threatened to do that to our country. official Saudi PR I account. am aware. Okay, anyway. They, they also did 9-11 in general. Yeah, they also funded 9-11 for sure. <laughs> so it's revealed that uh, the prince has daddy issues, and that's why he can't control his horse. That's why uh, he's horny. Yeah, pretty much. Amy's like, oh, your father was great with the horse. I bet he brushed the horse himself. He didn't have his stable mates do it his or whatever. His stable slaves. That's right. He didn't have the thousands of Qataris that <laughs> work for one cent a day, including serving as human toilets and footrests do it. I bet your father fucking pissed in that horse's mouth himself. He didn't even use the Qatari child as, as an ashtray. He put his he put his overly large cigar out on the yes. horse, and that's why it respected him. I your father was known <laughs> as the Saudi horse murderer. He was known as the Ted Bundy of, <laughs> of Riyadh. He murdered 700,000 horses, and that's why they respected him, Mohammed. Okay, well, <laughs> what Amy actually says is that Ahmed should prove it to himself, because he says, I don't have to prove anything to you, that he can work with the animal because he loved his father and the horse loved his father, and they should be able to find some common ground. The horse just needs to trust him. So she gets him to just, like, run around after it in yes. the pen. <laughs> yes. Okay, all right, now go to the right. Now go to the left. Now it's turn just your back. Like, it's I screaming, running in circles, and he's just so waving his arms in its face. Well... It starts with him, like, he's leading the horse on, on a line and having it go back and forth. And then she's like, okay, now let go of the line. Take that off the horse. Now just sort of wave your arms at the horse to get it to change directions. And this sort of instills this bond of trust, yeah. uh, which is so This cool. is also him and, agreeing to let Amy help him with the horse. So this yeah. is already a big development yeah. in the episode. Yeah, so that's massive for him. But then, like, Muhammad bin Heartland and the horse... Uh, finally, like they've completed their bond uh, because he goes and he wraps his arm around the horse and he says, I miss him too. <laughs> and then the horse understands this implicitly and now they're cool. It's like Ash training Charizard for the first time. And it was it's like awesome. five seconds of the show and now it's completely resolved and the horse is good now and yeah. loves on it. It shows them like fucking acing all the jumps. Like It's also before that they showed like this horse getting like fucking shit kicked out of it by like a leather fucking like strop. Like, yeah. Just abusing this horse. No, it's cool. It's fine. This is also a dad themed episode because Ahmed goes on like three rants about how he 
he can't be his father. And Georgie is obsessed with also not having a father. So the daddy da- um, Ahmed goes to the daddy daughter dance with Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> also, before he fixes this horse thing, there is one funny line where he says to Amy, you don't know me. And Amy says, I know you don't have a personal connection to that horse. And that's the <laughs> argument. Yeah. That's like yeah. the be all end all in the horse girl world. If you say yeah. that to someone, like the next time you see them, somebody's blood's going to be watering the earth. You You don't have a personal connection to that horse. So the sort of the third last scene is Jack and Amy's dad are fighting outside on the porch for a while because Jack is like, you think I'm a redundant old man? You hate me? Yeah, you got rid of my coffee maker, et cetera, et cetera. um, For some reason, and then he... Amy's dad is like, well, I found you when you had the heart attack. If I hadn't found you, like, you would have died. And then he's like, anyone could have found me. They also would have called the cops. I don't care. And then he said, but it wasn't anyone. It was me. And then Jack says, and you also almost killed me. And then we don't understand why that happened because we didn't watch the other episode where that happened, I guess. But yeah. then Amy's dad just goes, yeah, you're right. And they both laugh. And that is the and resolution then they, like, to yeah, that plot Yeah, it's resolved. Line. Oh, okay. So I'm not going to explain why they were going to sell his cars because he was dead or anything. I believe he still is going to try and sell. I don't think that got resolved in this episode. No, Jack still doesn't have his truck by the end. So he's like, oh, there's financial troubles ongoing. Uh, Um, Also, the 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 prince he he nails the horse jump. Uh, He becomes a champion. He finally lives his destiny or achieves his dreams. He then gives Amy a saddle. This was so funny. He's like, yeah. I have a gift for you. And he like opens the trunk. I'm like, she's definitely getting a slave. Like, <laughs> I know you were struggling financially. <laughs> what if you had one well, last Here's the thing. Is that they get all these foster kids to work at their farm anyway. They don't need any more slaves. Like, well, that's true. But I, I thought for sure he was just going to like give her Adrian or something. Like, I was certain of it. No, he gives her a very nice saddle. And says then, Miracle Girl on it. Yeah, she's like, oh, can I give you a hug? And he says, I'll allow it. And I was like, ah, <laughs> yeah. ha, ha, that's nice. And, that's cute. And he invites her to the final competition, which hasn't happened yet, but we also don't get to see anyway. <laughs> I, so when discussing Georgie's big thing, Olivia's the other evil, like, elitist horse girl that's making fun of Georgie for not having you a father. You remembered that character's oh, yeah. name? I wrote it down. And here's why. Peter has a discussion with her where he's like, well, that's what she wants. She wants you not to go. So, like, if you go, you're going to show her up. And sure enough... Peter and Georgie go to the dance, and I read. I totally misread this because I thought like the whole point of this episode was like, yeah, like Peter is like you know her foster dad, but she's really close to Jack and is much more comfortable exactly. with him. Exactly, that's where it should uh, have because she like he he like uh, comes back to the house and she runs up and hugs him. Yeah. She's so excited, and I thought like she was awkward about it, not because she didn't want to go, but because she, she wanted to go, to go with Jack. That's and that makes sense. But yeah, Peter. It's, it is a cute scene, to be fair. Like, it's nice. But Peter, uh, by going to the daddy-daughter dance, wins a game of mind chess with Olivia, a 12-year-old girl. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> we did it. They have a dance. It's kind of cute. It's all right. And then the show ends with a I, I wrote a yes, out please of wrote, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Dedicated to the town of High River and all Albertans who showed incredible spirit in the face of adversity during the flood of 2013, which... Yeah. Is a nice sentiment, but like has <laughs> nothing to do? to do with the episode. So, like imagine being a flood victim and Heartland's like, here's this random episode about like a Saudi prince and a father-daughter dance. <laughs> so it, it turns out, uh, I actually looked into this. The reason that they put that in is that they filmed 
every season up to that point in High River, yeah. Alberta. Okay. Sure. Uh, and then, funny. like, uh, that year they couldn't because of the flooding, so they filmed in Calgary. Yeah, like, it's a nice message. I just was like, oh, okay. <laughs> this is dedicated you. to all the brave Mujahideen fighters. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. That stupid thing you said was in Rambo. Oh, my God. Uh, and the episode ends. And you know what? I think that was too harsh. This episode might have been even crazier, but only because of creative licensing on our part. <laughs> there I am so thrilled that this guy becomes like a main character later. Well, on. what I want to say is so I, I thought this one might be interesting because this is the only time there's like a foreigner that I know of in the episode, and they uh, treat it like absolutely terribly. He's like just super rude and like won't talk to anybody, doesn't understand the Albertan way of life, just screams constantly. But then he's like randomly, now I'm nice. And then so they're like, oh, actually, guys. Non-Albertans can be good well, it's, if they listen to you. Non-Albertans can be good as long as they are also oil barons. Yeah. Non-Albertans can be good as long as they share the same daddy issues with you, which to your horse girl audience is a rather pertinent take to have. Yeah, But I will say that Ahmed actually the way he becomes a main character is that he falls in love with Amy and starts giving her more and more expensive gifts and then takes her to live in the Middle East for a while. And when she <laughs> comes what? back, a she while. considers getting divorced with Ty. Oh and, my God. And she like keeps all these necklaces and presents from Ahmed and won't take any presents from Ty. And it like almost destroys their marriage. So shit's crazy. And there's a video that surfaces on a blog somewhere of her kissing Ahmed later. This is like all <gasps> season eight. but You know what? Ahmed had that blogger still poured down it's their throat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. painted in mercury yep. yet another journalist destroyed <laughs> so anyway that's what happens to that that was Jamel Khashoggi <laughs> oh come on <laughs> how dare you I will kiss the miracle girl all I want <laughs> that was okay. what the controversy so, was all right, chance so, so Heartland Let, chance you've heard our discussions of these episodes having not watched them yourself. Uh, wh what's your take on Heartland after all of this? This sounds like a show I would never, ever want to sit down and watch. But like, I, I really don't understand where the writers are coming from uh, and what they're trying to do and what they're trying to tell people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they're like, oh, yeah, this is this is Canadian life. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, maybe I'm just not Albertan enough to understand, but I don't think this is Canadian life. You so. ain't a real Canadian if you haven't befriended a Saudi prince and, <laughs> yeah. and helped a game warden execute a cougar family. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think like you guys were saying is that, I'm, you know, I think too much about things sometimes. And this is one of those instances where I need to turn my brain down oh. and just kind of go for the ride. Absolutely. And, this... and not necessarily worry about what they're trying to do because the, all they're trying to do is like entertain. They're, what they're trying to do is nothing. It's make a <laughs> show for kids. They're trying to like maintain yeah. a status quo, not like raise any big questions yeah. or, you know, especially like have that, any big statement. Especially the fact that they... they like you said, they they tackle such big things yeah. and such complex issues, and then and then just like by the end of the episode, they're like, "Well, that was resolved." Yeah. No, everything's everyone's friends, and like yeah, every there's problem, no conflict. Every problem in these people's lives, based on these episodes, at least gets resolved within a matter of days. Yeah, which is just like that's insane to and think about. But they tackle complex issues with no subtlety either. It's like it, it's so absurd to watch, and for a show that theoretically should just be able to play it safe and like coast on the horse girl cred. Yeah. It's like, 
this is we literally just talked about an episode where they befriend the leader of a civil rights destroying country and it's like oh yeah he's good he's fine they have oil that's what we need it's like Mm -hmm. i will give them credit for being willing to present the most absurd possible angle playing it 100 seriously and somehow taking no risks while presenting i know it is i think that's what like the cougar thing too where it's like this sounds like it's got to be tongue-in-cheek to some degree in in like you said how like absurd these things are but it's like at least the like the the, the austin powers quote <laughs> about fucking getting assaulted <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean at it's least like, like a cougar attack is a part of ranching life that is like realistic it's like yes at some point you will probably have to deal with an angry animal it's like i don't know if any rancher has ever met you know <laughs> The crown prince or had a billionaire just hang out on their property or had yeah. their but after tricking them know, to come there like, yeah. it's not supposed to be realistic but what i will say is i thought i would be more mad at the show like i thought it was like just super conservative super oil propaganda y like just very like yeehaw albertan which usually annoys me but it, it's it's so like simple that it does it's not that annoying like i i didn't oh, think no. it was offensive i didn't think it was super conservative either it just sort of like you watch it and you're like okay <laughs> yeah it's I don't funny know. because they touch on they touch on talking points from like both sides of the aisles of things but in how they handle them it makes it so that it isn't offensive yeah like, because you're just like okay this doesn't matter to any of these people <laughs> like, like if anything it is conservative but like not even not even in an aggravating way i don't know it's just sort of there well no it's like it's perfect canadian politics in that way in that it's it's conservative but it seems neutral yeah, yeah. it yeah. seems yeah. like there yeah. are presents no politics to it at all yeah it presents but like itself as yeah it, fundamentally it is pro-oil mm-hmm. uh and anti-saudi prince or pro-saudi prince well as Not long clear. as they provide us with oil exactly pro-saudi it's prince. also yeah. it's also pro pro big oil if they're hot yeah, yeah and which he is a is. really weird take. Like, and if they say the right things, which is <laughs> yeah. all like, like that's I'm perfect PW. Canadian conservatism. Like, yeah, like we're pro oil, but like, you know, we want eco friendly oil. <laughs> yeah, eco friendly <laughs> pipelines. Eco-oil. Yeah, so cool. The problems are bad. Yeah, <laughs> the solutions. Those are good. Solutions yeah. are good. Yeah, yeah well, I think that's what it comes down to. Is that it's so simplistic in that sense, where it's like the the solution isn't graded on a scale. Of like, you know, sometimes solutions are shitty. Yeah. And but they've solved things. Whereas this is like if if things stop, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> like if, if I don't my have to deal with that end, anymore. I'm I'm over it and we move on. Which is, you know, the the what happens when you get uh, a series that's so serialized. Hi. Huh? And uh, and kind of made for like the the short term memory loss people. That's why I loved it. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm going to watch only season seven onwards because this show is insane, and I need to see where. Now that I know the Saudi prince is a recurring character, I'm like, I have to watch and see where this goes. Can I tell you guys? Oh, sorry. sorry. Uh, But that being said, I'm never watching this show. I'm never doing a podcast episode on this show. Oh no, I will not be watching any more of it. I might do some single ones down the line. (laughs) I I'll watch this show with. You, Absolutely, yeah. dudes rock. We're I gonna watch the horse show. I'm not uh, oh, referring this uh, show to anything. Like, I yeah. want to watch this show. I believe, and this is sort of I'm speaking not to our audience, but directly to uh, the big wigs at the CBC. Please, please 
let Jesse and I write episodes of Heartland. <laughs> That'd be sick. We so will, would be pretty we sick. will do it for free. We will pay you if you allow us to write episodes you, that will be aired. Like we know all the characters. You know yes, exactly we know what everything. Would happen, I will watch the entire show. I will learn every plot line. You know what will happen though, Dean? What is you, that? You know that as soon as they sign you on for a contract, there's going to be some horse girl with like a horse face profile on uh twitter oh yeah no i'm gonna they're making to yeah death. they're making yeah. a huge thread pulling out every single fucking quote from this show that you've ever did i know and you're just gonna get decimated um, goodbye um actually Hollywood. dean it turns out that ty's favorite color is blue uh so you you're ha- you have him wear this green shirt in this uh scene oh i don't even think uh, of that i think they they would just try to cancel you i like the idea really yeah funny. that's of fair. the horse girls trying to cancel <laughs> dean for getting ty's shirt wrong but being fine with everything i've said they're like yeah he's passionate <laughs> like i do have the most horse girl energy they actually yeah, yeah they use okay, dean's like, downfall to pump up jesse that'd be so they're like at least they hired jesse if you don't mind me putting you on the spot What's your ideal Heartland episode look like? See, that's the tough thing. Originally, I just love the cougar one. <laughs> I was going to say more cougars. But yeah, for as me, we... I'm going to, I want like a tapir. I want like some weird like South American animals yeah. to show up on the ranch I, and they have to deal with them. I want a full on like body horror, like you can be a Halloween episode where it doesn't matter. It's all like a dream or something, mm-hmm. but I want to have like an animal stalking the Heartland farm. But mm-hmm. now, like originally that was my plan. But then the more I talked about the Saudi Prince episode and how insane it is, I want to do a 24 with a horse girl. I want Amy to, I want Ty to have to go to Saudi Arabia to try and win Amy back. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just like torturing all these Saudi dissidents to try and find out information. Yeah. He's like having horses run them over. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just want a 24 style Heartland yeah. So side series. That's our A plot. Our B plot is just Jack dicking down every single person who didn't go to Saudi Arabia. It's, it's just Jack dicking me, the writer of the show, down. <laughs> you put a self-insert yeah. and you yeah. act out the yeah. character. And too. I oh, want man. him to insert himself into me. Yeah, it's uh... <laughs> and it's, it's just straight up me as well. Like, it's yeah. not me in a wig. It's just me being like, oh, hey. I Yes, I do want Jack to fill my little belly with cum as the B plot. Now, Megan... Please. Yeah, wrap us up here. We need to get back to the homestead. Do you guys want a major spoiler for the show? Please. Okay. Yeah, you know what? I'll take it. Um, Ty dies. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How does he die? That's cool. I don't know. He in the wikis, he's all written in past tense. Yes. Um, he just leaves. And I tried to go through all. So the wiki has no info on how he died. It has I'm not been updated, out. other than they put everything in was, but did not explain his death. And then I went to the list of Heartland episodes, and he apparently dies in season fourteen. But season fourteen is not yet listed on the wiki. It just says ha- like it is currently airing. Oh, I'm gonna watch so it. in order to understand how he dies, I would have to watch season fourteen, which is on right now. And I'm not doing that, but I, I just you. want everyone to know that they have recently killed Ty. I'm going to watch. I think that the episode. actor left the show. Yeah, probably. I would imagine he's been on for 14 seasons. But I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna watch it. I am going to report back. Maybe not next week. Yeah, I want to know how he died. But at some point, and you know what, I can say anything, and you're gonna believe me. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. You come I've in, you're yeah. like, so there's this crazy thing. In he Saudi was killed Arabia. by a Saudi prince. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, he was on the plane. <laughs> Ahmed, who hasn't been in the show yeah. since season eight, came back just to stab Ty in the heart. Leave. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening. This yeah, fun. these shows get more and more unhinged every single week. <laughs> we started recording at the ten thirty p.m. We can't do well, that. Anyway. Yeah, that's true. My brain breaks at this point. <laughs> anyway, uh, see you next week, everybody. Yeah. Goodbye. Woo. Woo.